How are you? Excellent. Welcome. Uh, I'm so thrilled to see you tonight, and you're in for a very special treat. Um, we're going to start the evening off with a little conversation between myself and the guy that you're all here to see, Ben Williams. Um, but before I bring him out, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. So Ben Williams is based in New York City. He's an acclaimed bassist, band leader, performer, music educator, and composer who's performed with the likes of Wynton Marsalis, George Benson, Pat Metheny, Shaka Khan, Dee Dee Bridgewater, Terrence Blanchard, Roy Hargrove, Benny Golston, and Stefan Harris, just to name a few. Williams recently performed the infectious tune Happy with Pharrell Williams and Herbie Hancock at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, and recently completed his film debut with Don Cheadle in the upcoming movie Miles Ahead. Williams won his first Grammy Award with the Pat Metheny Unity Band for Best Instru Jazz Instrumental Album of 2012. He cites Metheny as being one of the greatest composers alive and seeing him behind the scenes has really been instrumental to his career. And we're here to talk about Ben's new album, uh, which was released on April 21st. Uh, this album moves affirmatively to assume the mantle of leadership in contemporary music. And to quote Ben, he says, I believe each tune should tell a story, like a good album to a good movie, where there are emotional ups and downs, thematic and character development, and so on. So we're going to hear more about that tonight. So Ben is originally from Washington, D.C. He was educated in the D.C. public school system, including at Duke Ellington School of the Arts. He received his Bachelor of Arts in Music Education from Michigan State University and his Master of Music at Jazz Studies at the Juilliard School, which is where I first met him. So please welcome our guest artist for tonight, Ben Williams. Please welcome him to the stage. Hello. <laughs> So congratulations on your new album. Thank you. <laughs> Quite an accomplishment. And I, I just want to start our conversation with talking about your journey as a musician and your career. So as I just mentioned, you went to University of Michigan. Uh, you went Michigan to State. Michigan State. Michigan State. You can't mix that one up. Michigan State. Uh, then you got your master's from Juilliard, which is where we met each other. And the same year that you graduated from Juilliard, you won the Monk competition. Yes. Um, which is pretty incredible. And then two years later, you released your first album. Yes. State of Art. Yeah. Uh, and then in the next year, you won a Grammy. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> with Pat Metheny. You didn't, so that's not too shabby. Yeah, it's been, it's been rolling along pretty smooth. So how, how does it feel to have accomplished so much at such a young age? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's an honor. You know, you never... Um, you know, as you're kind of going through your journey, you never really know what, what's ahead for you. And um, a lot of these things just, you know, come as a surprise to me. But, um, you know, I kind of take everything with, um, with a grain of salt, even all the awards. You know, I you know, always try to continue to look forward and not, um, you know, not really rest on my laurels. And, um, you know, I, I think of every... Um, Every award, every um, and everything that's happened as just an opportunity for me to continue further and just kind of help um, help move things along. And and throughout your time, both in school and as a working professional musician, um, have there been certain breakthrough moments that you can point to where everything kind of just gelled? Um, I would say definitely the the monk competition was 
um, a very pivotal point because, uh, you know, I feel like that was the, really the beginning of my career as a band leader. Because um, up until that point, you know, I, w- I was working a lot as a bassist, um, playing as a sideman, as, as most bassists do, you know, just kind of working with different folks. Um, um, a, a lot of very talented people, um, folks like Wynton, Marcellus, and um, uh, Cyrus Chestnut, Terrence Blanchard, Stefan Harris. You know, I was working with these people and, um, you know, learning a lot of course, from all those experiences. But uh, the Monk competition really kind of opened this door for me and said, you know, you have an opportunity. Well, you know, part of the, the prize of winning the Monk competition at that point was a record deal with Concord. So, um, you know, I kind of had this, um, this opportunity to do a, a record with a major label kind of just thrown right there on my lap. So it was basically just up to me to decide if I really wanted to, um, if I really wanted to do this or not. And, um, you know, I absolutely did. And, uh, you know, here we are. I'm still uh, still going. And so just kind of pulling on that idea of you using these breakthroughs as, and seeing it as an opportunity, I think artists nowadays have so much at their disposal. I mean, you have digital where you can literally reach out to your fans directly. And so how do you think about um, creating and developing your unique musical voice? How, what is that process like? Because you have to have this musical voice to communicate with. So what does that look like for you? How do you do it? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I think it, I try to approach that as as organically as I can, um, you know, developing my voice, um, because you know it. You know, I think if you really don't know w- what your voice is until you um, until you really know who you are, you know. So I think um, finding your musical voice kind of parallels your journey and finding yourself, you know, because the you know your music is probably the most personal thing that you can. Um, that you can share with people. So, um, you know, I try to, you know, just really, um, you know, just be honest and be as aware as I can in the world and just be, um, you know, just open to, um, you know, everything that's going on in the world, um, you know, everything that I'm thinking about. And uh, I feel like it's my job as a musician to sort of be like a translator you know, to translate like thoughts and feelings into notes and rhythms and sounds, and um, and just doing that with as much clarity and um, sincerity as I can is um, is is my what my focus is. So. And both for this album and just in general, how do you kind of take what's going on in the world around you? There's a lot going on, both in the musical world and globally. Yes. Um, how do you take that and infuse it into your music? Um, well, you know, I just, you know, like I was saying, um, you know, just trying to translate and, and interpret um, you know, because there's, I feel like there's, you know, there's two things I always need to address. There's like this, this balance between um, kind of what I see going on in the world, kind of the external things, and kind of what's going on with me personally, and um, which ultimately, you know, is is a response to a lot of external things. But you know, the, you know, the the way that I feel about them is um, is kind of how what I'd like to express through the music. So it's not so much just what's happening, it's about, you know, 
I have to put a lot of thought into into these things and kind of make sense of it, you know. Um, and you know, the challenge is because most of my music is instrumental, so you know, kind of conveying that I don't have the luxury of lyrics and words, so I have to try. It's even harder for me to to really convey these like thoughts and feelings just through um, you know rhythms and and melodies but um you know i think it's the same process so let's let's go to your new album which how many of you have it by a show of hands everybody please get it today yeah you can get it right now you can buy an right iphone now. right now and download it asap <laughs> um so coming of age how does it literally represent a coming of age for you um well, you know, this is, um, you know, this being my second album, um, you know, I've kind of already been through the whole process of putting an album together and, um, you know, doing some touring with my group and doing, um, you know, composing and um, just kind of seeing how um, my, compose, my compositions translate to, to a live setting. And, um, you know, I always use like every gig to, you know, I take notes and, kind of see what works and what doesn't work. And, um, you know, the, the, the first album was just kind of like, all right, you know, I just need to say something. I have to do this. Um, I got this opportunity. I got I to gotta put an album together <laughs> in, you know, in a year or so. No pressure. No pressure. But, um, you know, this time, this time around, I had a lot more time to think about it. It was, you know, four years in between the first and the second album. So... You know, a lot happened in between that time, just, um, you know, personally and musically. So, um, you know, I feel like I really um, been tapping into myself a little more over the years and, you know, finding my voice, you know, whatever it is, finding my voice in the music and kind of, um, in a sense, you know, finding my identity as a musician, um, yeah, because that's yeah. As a as a band leader, and um, you know, leading a group, the 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 vision is is really mine. You know, these guys are are amazing, at um at the, my bandmates are you know they're, they're some of the best musicians in the world, um, but um you know it's up to me to kind of set the environment for them, and they just kind of let everybody do what they need to do. But um, yeah, you know, I think and it's just the next step of progression. What What do you hope listeners experience when they when they hear your album? Should it be more of a, a musical journey, or should they just kind of take one track at a time? What is it that you want them to experience when they hear "Coming of Age"? Um, well, like you were saying in the uh, in the introduction, I always like to think of an album as um, as like a good movie. You know, you should. Um, you should experience a lot of different things. Um, I, I I want people to to think. I want people to smile, dance a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of visualize something. You know, just hopefully they just they see something. I think that's the beauty with this this music. You know, you can everybody kind of gets to paint their own picture you know they listen to the music and you know I always hear all these different these different things that people tell me about you know when they listen to a song that you know made me think about this or 
um, you know, the next person might see something totally different. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, once I kind of let it out in the world, it's it's really up to up to you guys to uh, to see how you feel about it. Well, I definitely did dance. Good. <laughs> Specifically to Toy too, Soldiers, so. I did dance. <laughs> and, um, you know, something that you talk about a lot that I think brings out the dance is this idea of groove, you know, for... I imagine musicians and non-musicians, this idea of groove is really important. And you talk about how that groove is sort of like the DNA of your composition of your music. So tell us a little bit about groove as it's illustrated in the album and um, how you and your bandmates kind of established that groove. It sounds difficult. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it's something that's very important to me, just... Uh, the idea of, of groove, um, you know, it's the, the music that I, I came up, you know, the music I was listening to when I was growing up was, um, you know, like, like all my mother's music, like Motown and um, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, James Brown, all that stuff. Um, very, very groovy music, you know, Bob Marley, all the stuff that you know the, the the song is all about the groove so um you know growing up in dc naturally i uh, i grew up around listening to a lot of go-go too um can you, you explain what go-go is because i don't know if everybody knows yes. what go-go. so basically go-go um it's a it's, it's a music that came out of dc and um for the most part it stayed in dc um it it started around the you know early 70s and um Chuck Brown, if you ever heard that name, was, was the godfather of the music. And um, basically, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically just like a really funky, very percussive, kind of very African kind of music. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's dance music. You know, you go to a, a go-go party and people are dancing and there's always a live band. So, um, you know, that... That that music, I I would just grow up in that that kind of atmosphere where there's a lot of live music, there's a lot of musicians playing everywhere, and um, you know DC was you know it was Chocolate City when I was growing up, so you know that that the idea of like black culture was very strong. Um, I didn't even really think about it too much, you know, just you know when you're growing up in in it, you don't really realize how unique it is, but. Um, it was a very, very rich cultural atmosphere, and um, I think that that's definitely stayed with me, and you know it's coming out through my music now. So um, yeah, this idea of groove, and um, you know when we're talking about jazz, there's um, you know it's the kind of the 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 main thing is. Um, you know, there's always a sense of freedom. You know, um, the the mo the beautiful part about this music is that uh, we kind of all have this freedom within the music. So, you know, kind of combining these things, like I try to find this the balance between freedom and the groove. So, you know, we're always experimenting, but kind of in the context of a groove. So, you know, you kind of you know what you'll see tonight, you'll probably never hear that version again. You know, because it's it's really it's really different experience every time we play. Um, but I think we're all kind of on that same page when it comes to that idea of grooving. 
So, you know, no matter how far we stretch it out and how, how much we pull it in and, and, and pull it back or, you know, whatever we do with it, it's kind of like this, this backbone. That's the groove that kind of we always, we know where it is. And you uh, will make one more and then go to Q&A. Um, before we go to Q&A, I want to talk a little bit about your band because I imagine yeah. they're essential to the voice, they're essential to the groove. Can you oh, tell yeah. us a little bit about your band, who they are, and okay. how you came together? All right. Um, on saxophone, uh, this is Marcus Strickland, and um, he's one of the greatest young voices on his instrument today. Um, very forward-thinking, um, has a lot of great music out. Um... Yeah, I, I, I started playing with Marcus. He was one of the first people I started working with when I moved to New York uh, eight years ago. And uh, Christian Sands is playing keyboard. Uh, I met him uh, a few years back, and you know I was just kind of blown away. I, I had heard about him for a while before I met him, and uh, I was just blown away by um, just kind of the facility and the, um, the soulfulness he had at the piano. Um, and Galad Hexelman on guitar, uh, another guy I, I've done a lot of work with here in New York. Um, amazing musician. Um, I think one of the greatest young voices on his instrument as well. And uh, on drums, John Davis. For me, you know, the drummer is, that's, that's kind of where the music starts for me. That's, that's always the most important relationship in the band. And... Um, um, I remember the first time I called John to to play with the band because uh, my my regular drummer at the time um, he was you know very busy and he was kind of in the process of moving so I called John and I just remember the first the very first gig we kind of just locked and you know you just know when something feels right and you know it, it just it, it's never not felt good playing with him so John Davis awesome yeah. So let's open it up to the floor for questions. You know, I, I loved the first album. I loved it. Um, but I was, you know, I was, I was really thinking, like, how does he develop that kind of sound? You know, especially you who went to Juilliard. Um, it's a very strict, well, from what I've heard, it's a very, like, strict jazz yes, right. thing. <laughs> she worked there, so she knows. If you wanna, <laughs> she got some stories. So, yeah. so what advice do you have for young musicians who are just confused as to what to listen to and what to practice, really? Confused, that's a very good word. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you used that word, because it's a very honest, um, it's a very honest feeling, especially when you're in school. Um, you know, I think a lot of students are, um, well, you know, the, the thing is, you know, you're, um, um, the thing about going to conservatory is, um, you know, music is such a personal thing, right? So, you know, everybody's going to, um, everybody's going to feel, um, a, a different way about w what they like and what they don't like and kind of what speaks to them and what doesn't speak to them. And, um, you know, of course, being in school, you kind of, you know, you're, you're being told to do a certain thing. You have assignments. So, you know, that, that might not always be in line with what you, how you feel. And, um, you know, naturally you're going to disagree with a lot of what you're being taught. And uh, that's actually, it's, it's a good thing, you know. Um, 
and, and you know, and the teachers, they I think they realize that too. You know, they they have a job to do. They have to make sure you learn X, Y, and Z. But um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's 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 your career. You know, once you leave there, you know, there, um, it's what you do is totally up to you. So um, you know, you just kind of have to get through it. And just use that opportunity to really learn as much as you can, because once you leave school, um, it's it's a lot harder to to find um, find this information. Um, you know, even if it's stuff that you're not necessarily into, you know, just just learn it. And um, you know, you might find yourself a few years from now, you know, maybe digging these things that you didn't like now, and um, you know, you might be able to, to use it in, in a way that's, um, that does speak to you. So, you know, just for the time being, you know, you just got to do your homework and, um, <laughs> yeah. And I think I what's interesting, you, you, you hear though, you hear so many different musical influences in this album. I mean, you hear rock, you hear jazz, you know, you hear go-go, you hear all of these influences. So right. it seems like even and, through your experience of going through school, yeah, and what your I was voice doing at, very clear. What I was playing and learning at Juilliard, you know, I, I wouldn't say it had nothing to do with what I'm musically what I'm doing now, but you know, it didn't quite sound like um, what I was doing when I was in school. But um, you know, it just kind of you know you have to. I, I think that's the the confusion that you're having. Is is actually a good thing. That means you're you are finding that's that's your voice kind of talking to you, you know. Because um, I always I, I had that same feeling too, you know. And every time I was taught something, you know, I always kind of had it in the back of my head. But you know, if that was me, I would maybe do it this way. You know, I couldn't do it while I was in school, but I feel you, bro. So first of all, congratulations on all of your success and the album. I wanted to ask you a little bit of something about the community. Do you ever spend any time with kids, showing them perhaps how to play, or giving back to the community in any way? Um, yeah. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm out touring with my group, um, we do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of workshops, um, you know, with, uh, you know, sometimes college students, but a lot of times high school students, and uh, middle school students. And, um, yeah, you know, whenever I have the opportunity, I'd love to, um, you know, to work with kids of, of all ages. Um, I, you know, I, I really enjoy, like, the, like, kind of seeing the process of, of, of watching young people um, sort of figure out this music, because they have such a, um, this, uh, you know, this kind of musical innocence that is really beautiful in a sense, because, you know, as you kind of grow older, you know, you start, you lose, you lose some of that. But, you know, um, as musicians, we want to kind of hold on to the, we're all in a sense kind of big kids up here playing. And so we, you know, we, we all, we, we see that connection. We, um, you know, it, it might, it might be, it feels like it's been a long time, but you know, it really hasn't. You know, it feels like sometimes yesterday that I was just in school. So I can de I can definitely relate to um, to students very well at this point. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely would love to do more and more um, as I continue. 
Well, perhaps we should just close out by asking you what, what's next? What can we expect to see next from you? Will you be appearing on the silver screen anytime soon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I have a little short cameo. I haven't even seen the final edit, so hopefully I'm still in there. But, because, uh, <laughs> you know, you never know what, what gets sliced off in the cutting room. But, um, yeah, I filmed this little scene um, just playing bass in the, the Miles Ahead movie uh, with Don Cheadle. You know, he's playing Miles Davis, so if you just don't blink, <laughs> you might see me in the back playing bass behind Don Cheadle as Miles Davis. And will you and your band be touring? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going back out to Europe in November. Um, we, we have a couple of more shows in the New York area before the end of the year. And um, yeah, that's, that, that's mostly it. And how do people keep up with you? Oh, yes, of course. Got to do my plugs. So I, I am on Facebook. Um, probably too much, actually. <laughs> um, I have a fan page uh, under my name, Ben Williams. So you can always keep up. You can always keep up with me uh, on there. And I, I have some very interesting <laughs> Facebook posts, trust me. Uh, Twitter, it's Ben WMS on base. Um, and I have an Instagram as well. Uh, I also have a website, it's benwilliamsmusic.net. So I am on the internet. <laughs> well, congratulations up. again on this huge achievement. Go out and get the album. Thank you again and congratulations. Thank you.